from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, September 3rd. I'm Marco Werman. The flood crisis in Pakistan isn't over. Millions of survivors still need help. We'll revisit a displaced family we first reported on last week and find out how they're coping now. Also, college football in Africa? A university in Iowa has to get creative to make it happen. The whole trip hinged on our ability to find an American football team outside of America that would be willing to go all the way to Tanzania to play us in a game. First up, this news. BBC News with Michael Poles. The man who led Britain into war in Afghanistan and Iraq, Tony Blair, has described radical Islam as the greatest threat facing the world. In an interview with the BBC World Service to mark the publication of his memoirs, Mr Blair, a former British Prime Minister, also blamed Iran for destabilising global security. The biggest threat in international security is this broader radicalised movement, because I think it is rather similar to revolutionary communism. I think it is loosely a global ideological movement, um, but Iran is a, is, a, is a state sponsor of it. Mr Blair said that Western policies were designed to confront radical Islamists, whom he called wicked and backward-looking. He denied that his own policies, when in power, had fueled support for radical Islam. Police in Pakistan say a suicide bomb at a Shia Muslim procession in the city of Quetta has killed at least 50 people. More than 100 others were wounded. The procession is an annual event in support of the Palestinian people and the bomber struck as it passed through a crowded market area. The Pakistani Taliban said they carried out the bombing. The Brazilian oil company Petrobras has unveiled plans to sell more than $64 billion of new stock in what some analysts are describing as the world's biggest ever share offering. The money will fund new developments aimed at turning Brazil into a major oil exporter. Here's our economics correspondent, Andrew Walker. Petrobras has a very ambitious plan to spend over $200 billion on expanding production from Brazil's vast deep-sea oil and gas fields over the next four years. The plan to go to the capital markets will raise an important part of the funds for that programme. Over $40 billion worth of the new shares will go to the government to pay for the rights to exploit Brazil's offshore reserves. The company is retaining the right to expand further the offer of new shares if there's sufficient demand. The total could end up as high as $75 billion. A court in Portugal has found six people guilty of sexually abusing children in a state-run orphanage, Casapia. They had been given prison sentences of between five and 18 years. Among those convicted was a prominent television presenter, Carlos Cruz, a former ambassador, Jorge Ritu, a lawyer and a doctor. From Lisbon, here's Alison Roberts. Six of the 32 former Casa Pia pupils whose testimony triggered the investigation eight years ago were in court to hear the judges hand down custodial sentences to the six men accused of abusing them. Before that, the court heard a lengthy catalogue of hundreds of crimes ranging from attempted abuse to violent rape. Most were found to have been committed by Carlos Silvino, a driver at the institution, not only abusing children but passing them on to other abusers over three years. But experts who interviewed children at the institution believe at least a hundred were abused over a longer period. This is Michael Poles with the latest world news from the BBC. 
The European Union's Trade Commissioner, the Belgian, Karl de Rucht, has apologised for remarks in which he spoke of a Jewish lobby in the United States preventing peace between Israelis and Palestinians. Mr de Rucht said he'd not meant to cause offence and anti-Semitism had no place in today's world. The European Jewish Congress had called Mr de Rucht's comments part of a dangerous trend of incitement against Jews and Israel in Europe. Figures for employment in the United States reveal a better-than-expected rise in private sector jobs, but the jobs market overall remains weak. A report from the U.S. Labor Department shows that 67,000 new private sector jobs were created last month. President Obama said the figures were positive but not good enough. Mark Mardell reports from Washington. With important elections for Congress, the Senate and state governors two months away, the state of America's economy is deeply political, and President Obama challenged his Republican opponents to support plans.